This is the Impunity Observer Podcast. Fergus Hodgson, your host. I'm on the road. I'm in Honduras right now, so I hope my audio and, and video or camera are clear uh, for you. But we had an important event take place, and I wanted to get right to an interview with the man initiating this, the protagonist. His name is Fernando Linares, and he is a former congressman. He is a lawyer by trade. He is also this most prescient to our situation he was a member of the Constituent Assembly, which prepared the 1986 Guatemalan Constitution, which is still in effect. So, Fernando, I'm really appreciative of your time. Please tell us, what is the initiative you have led just this week, which is historic or very important for the future of Guatemala? Fergus, we understand that the elections were towards the end of last year in Guatemala were fraudulent. By fraudulent, I mean that the person who won the election was not the person for whom Guatemalans voted. He was in ninth place. He didn't even appear in the polls. He was unknown. And they catapulted him into second place for the second round of elections, which he won, in which there was also a fraud. This is computer fraud. Computers can do anything you ask them to do. And the members, the uh, magistrates of the electoral tribunal were paid, they were bought off, and we believe that the U.S. State Department was had a hand in this, and so did the European Union with its left-leaning bureaucrats, socialists, who want to implement the 2030 agenda in Guatemala. So they needed a socialist to do that, to try and implement gender ideology, and all of the other ideals or fanaticisms that they have in Guatemala. So there was fraud. It was done on several bases. The political party which launched the current imposed president is a party called Semilla, which in English is seed. And it was uh, to make a political party in Guatemala, have it accepted, you have to have a minimum of 25,000 adherents. And they put in a lot of false people who didn't exist, who had different uh, uh, national IDs. They even had 40 deceased in the roles of those who were registered in the roles of this political party. So all that constituted one big electoral fraud. And the magistrates of the electoral tribunal, who have been pressured and paid off have been postponing to make a decision. In spite of that, the country's highest tribunal, the Court of Constitutionality, asked them to decide, and also the state attorney general asked them to make a decision and presented all the evidence that shows that there was a fraud. And the uh, president of the electoral tribunal came, on a, uh, came out in a press conference stating that no one has asked her to make a decision, which is false. So I presented a writ with all the evidence that the prosecuting attorney, that the district attorney obtained from her investigation and said, this proves there was fraud. So I am asking you to state that there was fraud and call for new elections on the one hand. On the second hand, cancel the political party that supported this uh, imposed presidential candidate. 
And this is what I presented, and it's a big uproar because here we are in the month of February, and the elections were in November, and they've already called a winner. But all these fraudulent felonies do not have a, a limit. There is no statute of limitations. If it was fraudulent, it is therefore null. And if it's null, it didn't exist. And the elections are null. You've got to call for new ones. And so this is what I am demanding of them. And I presented it on TikTok and uh, I made a video also on Twitter, which is now called X. And they've been highly popular because the majority of the country of Guatemala is conservative. And they don't understand how this left-wing candidate, who is a socialist, was able to win when he didn't even appear in the polls. And, and why he didn't appear? Because he was nobody. And he was projected to second place and then to first place through a computer fraud. And, and Fergus is for easy. You know, my computer is evil. I put in a paper in English. I push a couple of buttons, it'll come out in Spanish. I'm sure your computer can do the same thing using Google Translator. And if they can do that, can you imagine what they can do in an election, right? This is why several countries in the world don't have computers for electoral results. And they include highly industrialized nations like Sweden, Israel, and Taiwan. They do it with paper ballots, something President Trump has been calling for and something he will implement uh, when he gets into office this November. No more computers. You can have computers on the side if you want to calculate statistics, but not for counting of the votes, because they can count whatever the programmer wants you to read. There's so much to say about this. So let me just clarify for people listening or watching. There have been numerous let's say, irregularities with this whole electoral process. The most prominent is, as you mentioned, the fake, thousands of fake participants or adherents, registrants, members of the Movimiento Semilla or the Semilla Party, uh, which is behind Bernardo Revelo. And then the, the Prosecutor General or Attorney General's office has brought up more evidence in December regarding manipulation of the vote. Also, as you know, the mandate that this man has is incredibly thin in that the actual votes for him out of the broader voting population that are, are they're, they're minimal they're very few because half the people didn't show up half the people made uh, white or votos blancos empty votes and then he only got i think about 16 or 15 percent even of those votes that were placed so a tiny tiny fraction now does anyone dispute the fact now that there were thousands, likely more than 8,000 fraudulent party members with the registration of the Samia party. Is this just as accepted now? It's accepted in the population that is still aghast at the results because no one expected there to be a fraud on such a massive scale. By massive, I mean it was not just a presidential and vice presidential candidates. It was members of Congress too. Do you realize that the members of Congress of Semia, they got 24 members of Congress elected supposedly into office, but they were imposed. They didn't even make a campaign. How can you win an election without a campaign? How will people know that you are a candidate 
if there is no campaign, if there is no propaganda. I myself made a lot of propaganda. I spent a lot of money and I even never got close to the numbers with which I won when I entered Congress eight years ago because they had to take the votes away from someone to give them to Semia congressman so that they could enter illegally. And you spoke of irregularities. I go much further than that for because because you can irregularities can be spelling mistakes. That would be irregular. I'm talking about illegality, out and out felonies, fraud, lying. And this is what we had with this election. And uh, Guatemalans, most of the Guatemalans are surprised at the results, because how can a candidate who was in eighth place suddenly come out ahead in the election? It's uncalled for. And what's more, all the pollsters will tell you that between their poll and the results, there will be a difference because they're not perfect, right? But we're talking a marginal difference of what, five or maximum 10%. But never have you seen someone who is in ninth place suddenly go up to second and then win the final round. That's uncalled for. Against, it goes against polling science that is a science in itself as part of statistics. And But not only that, so many illegalities were found. When they started counting the votes, there weren't enough votes. There weren't enough ballots. Ballots were missing. When they went and did a seizure of the a uh, national office where they all the votes had to be, they weren't there. They were with the magistrates of the of the tribunal, the Supreme Tribunal, Electoral Tribunal. Supreme Electoral Tribunal, yeah. Why why were they there if they should have all been together? And also when the originals were some found, some of them, because some of them were never found, they were altered with a pen. And the results didn't coincide with the sum of the votes. So there was illegality after illegality. Only one or two of them would have been sufficient to call the annulment of the elections, not to mention about 20 differences, 20 irregularities, which bring to mind that they were done voluntarily, that is fraudulently. Yes, this reads a little bit like a telenovela because the, the what has happened also is that the TSC or the Supreme Electoral Tribunal, their top officials, they just left the country. They just uh, abandoned their posts so that they wouldn't have to investigate or uh, bring enforcement, right? Not only that, but you see, they were involved in corruption. They bought cell phones to give out to their employees. And the cell phones that were purchased were highly overpriced. That is, they were about 10 times what they put down as the payment made, what they cost on the market. This was corruption. And not only that, but the uh, system, the software that they used for the election was paid for by the funds from the TSC, 148 million quetzales. This is about $20 million. And it's overpriced. If you can go into internet and say, what's the cost of a software system? You'll find that it's 10% of what we paid. And so the district attorney immediately had the evidence and he asked a judge to order a capture for these magistrates. 
So they left the country. They left the country because they have orders of capture for their corruption, not to mention the stealing of the election. I mean, this is the gravest part, right? But it was bad enough that they had to do into petty thievery in, in uh, pilfering of the patrimony of the TSC, of the Electoral Tribunal. So they're on the lam, they're hiding, and Congress just elected new members so that it can be complete. And right now, with my request, I'm forcing them to make a decision. Was there fraud and should Semia be canceled? If they say yes, we're home free. If they say no, we continue with the appeals to the Supreme Court and ultimately to the Court of Constitutionality. Because a lot of these have been, one, paid off, a lot of the magistrates, and two, threatened by members of the U.S. State Department through the embassy. And all the payments were made by USAID. We estimate above $10 million, which for the U.S. budget is petty change. Sure. But Guatemala's uh, empty pockets, it's a huge bribe. So you can bribe yourself into almost anywhere with a fraction of those $10 million. So we believe that this is what happened in Guatemala. There was massive fraud. And you know something that hurts us, uh, Fergus? If we had been invaded by the U.S., let's say if the Marines had come in and we had parachutists and through our uh, uh, ports, the Navy would have come in and we'd have had the U.S. Air Force land or an international airport. Well, what can you say? You can say, well, look, hands up. Okay, that's okay. My hands are up. I'm at your mercy. That's bad. But when they do it with money, it corrupts your soul. It destroys your 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 very uh, identity because it's corrupting the magistrates of our electoral tribunal. So it's even worse that they would have invaded us with money than if they had done so with troops as it happened during the Second World War. Sure. And right. so right now, the TSC, Supreme Electoral Tribunal, has eight days to respond to your request, right, for actions. For electoral situations, it's even less. What we call it's working days. So they have beginning the day after my presentation, which today is one day, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, by next Wednesday, we have to have an answer. And if I got to say yes or no. Let's say that they agree to cancel permanently the Movimiento Semilla, the Semilla Party, but allow Bernardo Arevalo to remain in office. What will, what will you do then? It would be absurd because only through a political party can a candidate be elected into office. So if he doesn't have a vehicle... He can't have been elected. It, it's a misnomer to be able to say the party is null, but the candidate is valid. It's one implies the other. It's like a race. You know, you are racing. Everyone else has a car, but you happen to be walking and, and uh, they carry you to the finish line. They'll say, but wait a minute, you're not driving a car. This has to be a combo. You've got to have a car to participate in the race and to enter 
the finish line. Same here. You've got to have a political party because in our constitution, there are no people who can be uh, registered by their own as Rose Perot did so at one time in your history, remember? We can't have that in Guatemala. You've got to have a political party. You can either form it yourself. You've got to work, slug it out in an accepted party, go to the primaries, and be elected in the assemblies of your party, and then you are a valid candidate. So if the party is null, you have no elections. And what's more, it happened to one uh, candidate last year. His name was uh, Carlos Pineda, and he was being promoted by a party called PC. Yes. Prosperidad Ciudadana. But he already had his candidate set up for Congress, for uh, mayors, but they determined that the party didn't have its assemblies in order because you have to have assemblies within certain time frame limits and the party didn't so they said you can't compete you're okay but since your party isn't we have to annul everything your candidacy all the candidates you have uh, approved within your party and your party cannot compete in these elections if you fix it up you may be able to compete in next elections so there is even precedence in Guatemala that they dealt with a political party that was illegal, but they did not allow it to compete. But now all of a sudden, Semia, which has worse irregularities because it has fraudulent, uh, a fraudulent constitution with inexistent members, they are allowing it to compete. Because why? Because there was money involved under the table and threats of visa revocation. There's a lot of visa abuse that goes on in Guatemala, Fergus. I myself have uh, uh, had my visa revoked, even though I was born in Washington, D.C. I had it revoked once before, about 50 years ago. I got it back because I, I, I proved before a judge in D.C. that it was uh, a revocation done illegally. And now when I was a member of Congress and I did not allow the uh, constitution to be reformed. The then ambassador to the U of the U.S. to Guatemala, Todd Robinson, had my visa revoked. So they do a lot of visa abuse. And so they threaten people who are thinking of going maybe to Disneyland at the end of the year with their families, and they're all enthused with a trip, and they don't want to run the risk of having their visa revoked. And so this is the threat that the U.S. State Department uses against them. I never say Americans because Americans, you're in a country of 330 million people, and we love most of them. This is a small branch that has been infiltrated by extreme members of the extreme left in a Democratic-led presidency. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's a lot to say, gosh, one thing, though, you have been in the Congress, and what is your actual prognosis for what you expect will be happen? Since, as you say, if the law were to be followed, it would lead to the removal of both the president and 24 members of the Congress. Yes. So what? The Congress won't can still make decisions because 
even without the 24 members of Congress, it can constitute a quorum. So it has enough to be able to be in session. And will have no presidency, but in the meantime, it's in our constitution that Congress can elect a temporary one that will call for new elections. It happens because sometimes, well, the president, the vice president will unfortunately die in an accident. So there is always a plan B and we have it. So Congress will elect a temporary president. Congress will continue to convene even with other 24 members of SEMIA, call for new elections. Yes, but um, um, okay, I understand. And so let's just let's just clarify also that Sandra Torres, who came second or lost in the runoff, she is. There's no chance of her being that person appointed. No, they could appoint her, but I don't think they would. I think Congress would choose someone outside of politics, some professional that has a uh, a good reputation that would be respected and who'd keep the country to get together for the next couple of months so that a new election can be called. Yeah, the question I, I had, though, was what do you actually expect to happen? Because, yeah, you've been in Congress. You know how, the, let's say, the branches function. What is the likelihood that this will actually come to be, that there will be a removal? Do you want to speculate on that or are you you unwilling? Yes, to do I so? do speculate on that. I wouldn't have done all the work I've been doing and fighting for this if I didn't expect victory at the end. I'm not saying there's 100% of victory. Nothing is 100% except maybe death and taxes. But aside from that, I'd say that we have a high probability of victory. Why, Fergus? Because it's evident that there was fraud. And it's evident to all Guatemalans who follow the news that Samia is an a null political party. So it wouldn't cause surprise. Of course, the uh, USA Department, uh, especially now that Biden is still president, although he may not be making all the decisions himself, and the European Union will probably protest and say that there is a coup. But it's not a coup. It's been done according to the law and supported by the, our Constitution. So uh, I think we'll win. I don't see how we can't win. Okay, let's leave it there. People, if you want to if you would like to follow Fernando Linares, he is active on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, yeah, so Twitter and Facebook are where I recommend. Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Even TikTok, I think. Oh gosh. So, I'm showing my age and that I I'm not a big TikTok man. I feel like I'm I'm behind the times. But no, so Fernando, I appreciate you sharing a frank perspective on this. And one which has not, let's say, made it into legacy or mainstream media coverage. Uh, it's an important one. And I look forward to following up with you in the future. So, again, thank you for your time. Cheers. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Fergus.